John, John chapter 16. John chapter 16. John chapter 16 from verse 12. John chapter 16 from verse 12. Okay. So, I, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Verse 14, He will glorify me, for he will take of mine, he will take of mine, he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. So, uh, before, before, before Jesus died, he, uh, Jesus spoke these uh, vital words. And these vital words, uh, they have, uh, they have, uh, they have a very, very, they have a, they have a fundamental truth, a truth that cannot be denied or despised, okay? If we do not understand what Jesus is speaking here in John chapter 16 verse 12 to 15, then it will be difficult for us to understand uh, the epistles also at the same time, okay? Or it will be difficult to understand the revelation, what God has given unto us. So, uh, here... Uh, here the disciples, the, 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 the disciples had a, they had a, you know, desire to know, to know the truth about what, whatever Jesus was speaking. Every time Jesus was saying that, uh, like things like, uh, like uh, destroy this temple and the temple will be raised, uh, uh, raised up on the third day and I will build the temple. All these things, the disciples are wondering, what, what is Jesus speaking? What is Jesus speaking about? Okay, and the disciples had a hard time understanding those things. Okay, because these things are yet not revealed. Okay, the things concerning the salvation of God was not yet revealed. Okay, so in John chapter 16 verse 12, Jesus is talking, uh, speaking about the Holy Spirit. So he said, I still have many things to say to you. But you cannot bear them now. Kintu tumaluke Tumaluke Thirteen. However, when he the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. But when the Holy Spirit will come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Verse 14, he will glorify me for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the father has are mine. Therefore, I say that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Amen. So, um, so uh, let us understand one, some, some, some basic things about the book of the Bible. Okay, about the book of the Bible, uh, because we are in a very intense study. We are in an intense study. We are not. Uh, I mean, khali gloss. We are not. Uh, we are not going like a gloss. Gloss, mane just that a puhora support is not Bible kano podi gona. But I mean, intense. I mean, dive kori We are baptizing ourselves 
in the word of God all the time. We are kind of okay. We are baptizing ourselves every day in the word of God. So uh, you, we have to understand that four four fundamental things about the book of about the book of the Bible about the about the Bible. Okay, four fundamental things. Okay, the first fundamental thing is that uh, Genesis to Malachi. The Genesis to Malachi is referred to as the mystery or the mysteries. Genesis of Malachi mystery kwa hoi ba mysteries kwa hoi. Ami epistles ki honat pam e hob dhoto. Okay. Secondly, uh, Genesis to Malachi is also known the scriptures. Whenever we find the word Jesus speaking, the scriptures might be fulfilled. That refers to Genesis to Malachi. Okay. Then also Genesis to Malachi is also uh, spoken as uh, the Holy Scriptures. Okay. So Genesis to Malachi contains prophecies and promises. Genesis to Malachi contains prophecies and promises concerning the Christ, his sufferings and entering into his glory. Okay, Genesis to Malachi contains prophecies and promises concerning Christ, his sufferings, and the entering into his glory. Alright. Now, Genesis or after Genesis to Malachi, what comes? It the four gospels. So what are the four gospels? Number two. What are the four gospels? The four gospels are eyewitness accounts. The four gospels are eyewitness accounts of the fulfillment of of some of the things written in the scriptures concerning Jesus. Okay. The four gospels are eyewitness accounts uh, of the fulfillment of the some of the things written in the scriptures concerning Jesus. Okay. So Kiki fulfillment what account for the four gospels are the incarnation. We see the incarnation. Hamlok incarnation ko we see Jesus' life, we see Jesus' life, and ministry also. Unka ministry ko bhi hai. Okay. His death, burial, and resurrection. Aur unka mrityu, aur usko unko dafna, dafna gaya, aur unka punarathan ko hum log dek paate hai. Four Gospels mein. Thikai? Alright. So, the four Gospels is, uh, the, four, the, the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, those are, Eyewitness accounts. Okay. Then comes the book of Acts. What is the book of Acts now? Okay. ka kitab kya hai? The book of Acts is also an eyewitness account. Is also eyewitness accounts of Jesus. Okay. Jesus' resurrection and ascension. Not Jesus, but Jesus. It, it, it is after Jesus' resurrection and ascension. Okay. It is an eyewitness accounts, account of events that happened in to and through the church after Jesus' resurrection so eyewitness account hum log do eyewitness account ko hum log ko mila hai ek hai the four gospels aur dusra hai the book of acts aur genesis to malachi mystery hai usko unko genesis to malachi is referred to as the mystery or the mysteries the scriptures or the holy scriptures okay now come, let's come to the epistles. Okay. What are the epistles? The epistles are the revelation of Christ. Revelation means 
the explanation of Christ. The epistles are the explanation of Christ. So, any explanation uh, that is needed in Genesis to Malachi or the four Gospels or the book of Acts is in the epistles. Okay. Genesis to Malachi, if I have not understood, under, if I have not understood or I am confused about something in Genesis to Malachi, then it is already explained in the epistles. If there is something I didn't understand in the four gospels, then there, it is already explained in the epistles. If I have not understood something in the book of Acts, then it is already explained in the epistles. Okay. So now today we'll be focusing on the epistles. Okay. Today we are going. Today we are going to. Or every time we are explaining Christ or we are uh, trying to see Christ, we go, we dive into the epistles. I'll tell you why. So, the epistles are the revelation or the explanation of Christ in accuracy and precision. In accuracy and in precision, not in assumptions, not in presumptions, not in, uh, you know, vain imaginations, not in vain, not in vain babblings, but in precision and accuracy. Okay. So, the revelation Okay, now what does the epistle contains? The, the, the epistles contains the revelation facts of Jesus' death, burial, resurrection, and ascension. Okay, the revelation of the believer, that is, the man in Christ, who he, he is in him, and all that he has in him, and all that Christ is doing for him, and through him, is found in the epistles. Okay, in the epistles. Alright, so let's take the word, let's understand the book of the epistles. The book of the epistles can be understood by where we started from, where we started from. This is the journey, okay. In John chapter 16 verse 12, starting from verse 12 to 14, is where Jesus is talking about the, you know, the, the, the spirit, the spirit of God, you know, uh, the, the receiving of the spirit of God. When a person believes the gospel. Okay. So in John chapter 16 verse 12. He is talking about the spirit of God. So the epistles to birth. Because of the spirit of God. Do you understand? The epistles come, came into existence. Because of the spirit of God given. And I told you one thing. That the spirit of God is the life of God. Those who do not have the spirit of God. Is not of God. Okay, we may feel it, we may, you know, like assume it, but it is not dependent upon our assumptions or feelings. But the Spirit of God is the life of God. Who does, whoever doesn't have the life of, doesn't have the Spirit of God is not, does not have the life of God. Now, how does a person receive the life of God? How does a person receive the life of God? A person receives the life of God by believing the gospel. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1 verse um, 7. Oh, sorry, 14. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13 and 14. How, do you, how, how does a person receive the new birth or eternal life? Okay, in uh, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13, it says, In him you also trusted. So in him you also trusted. How? So Paul, uh, Apostle Paul is talking to the uh, like he is writing to the Ephesians 
Ephesians, the church of Ephesus, Ephesus, he said that in him you also trusted after you heard the word of, of truth. So that means you have heard the word of God, the word, the message of salvation, the gospel. You have heard the gospel. Okay. Then, let's start it again. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed, you have believed the gospel, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. See? So believing the gospel, believing the gospel gives you eternal life and it's, it's, it's spoken in the Ephesians that you know, you'll be sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Verse 14, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the person's possession to the praise of his glory. So got it. So the the epistles, the epistles are are the revelation. Okay, okay. Let's 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 understand very simply. In the gospel, in the gospel, we see we we have seen Jesus the Jesus's life, his incarnation, his uh, his the his life and his ministry. Then we have also seen the death, death at the cross. But by the gospel, by, by relying on the gospel, we can never ever know what happened after that. Only by relying upon the gospels, we can never know what happened after that. What happened after the death of Jesus? What actually happened? So, you know, we, you have to know one thing that whatever happened behind the cross, whatever happened in heaven, in heaven means whatever happened uh, no, like behind the cross, I mean to say in the spiritual realm between God, between God, Jesus or, or, or the Satan, it, it is only, there is only one eyewitness. The eyewitness is the Spirit of God. The only eyewitness that, that saw what actually happened in the spiritual realm is the Holy Spirit. The only eyewitness that saw what happened between Jesus and the devil and Jesus and God, there is only one eyewitness. That is, I mean to say, one eyewitness because God is one. The Father, the Son and the Spirit of God is one. So that is why I am saying one witness. Okay, There is only one eyewitness that saw what happened after the cross or in the spiritual realm. And whatever happened in that... In, in like in that in that realm, that spiritual realm has been revealed in the epistles. Got it? The revelation of Christ that happened outside the cross that 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 man couldn't see, that physical man, mere man couldn't see, that revelation which the which the Holy Spirit witnessed has been revealed in the epistles. Got it? It is revealed in the epistles by the Holy Spirit to the apostles. So they wrote. Got it? That is why after, after reading Ephesians, we know that we are sealed by the Holy Spirit. But we don't see that we are sealed by the Holy Spirit in the Gospels. Or in the mysteries. In the Old Testament. We don't see it. We don't see Jesus. We don't see Jesus uh, as he is in the mysteries or the Holy Scripture, Genesis to Malachi, or in the Gospels. But we see as Christ is in the epistles. 
as he is, as we are. Amen. It is revealed by the Holy Spirit. That is why the epistles are the precise and accurate revelation concerning salvation. Concerning God. Okay. Concerning God. Concerning God's character. Okay. Concerning what does God do? Concerning God's foreknowledge, predestination, calling. Okay. His justification. Everything concerning God is revealed in the epistles. So when we when we don't understand how to read the Bible as a whole, we will say uh, like God is, we will feel like God is against us. We will feel like God is uh, trying to humble the world through destructions. Alright. We will have an imaginary God. A God that does not exist actually. An imaginary God. So any believer is still trying to like, like struggling in the character of God uh, has not eaten well. Any believer who is still, still struggling in the character of God has not eaten well or has not eaten the right kind of food. Okay. He has heard uh, he has heard a false gospel. Amen. He has heard a false gospel. So that is why we are, you know, uh, we are doing a very, very intense study simply so that we can eat it very easily. Understand? Okay. So we have made we have made the uh, like let's 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 uh, like let me illustrate. I have I have tried to make the like um, um, the Asian food, Oriental food, or the continental food uh, into gharka khana. Do you understand? We do not understand the continental food. We do not understand all the oriental khana, right? Cousins. But I'm so we are trying here to make it gharka khana. So that we can, ah, alu bhaji and bhat kind of, okay? Do you understand? Amen? So please eat the alu bhaji and bhat well. I, uh, yeah. Okay. So, so last week, last week we were discussing the word redemption, right? And uh, I hope you remember uh, redemption uh, why we are doing a word study now why we studied reconciliation the word reconciliation why we studied the word uh, propitiation now finally why we are studying the word redemption because these three words were given by the Holy Spirit these three words were given by the Holy Spirit in the epistles to define what happened what he saw what the Holy Spirit saw what he saw Christ doing? What he saw when Christ was raised up from the dead? What he saw? What, what the divine exchange he saw? That is why we took the words of the Holy Spirit, okay? And we, you know, we break it down to, you know, like uh, tiny tidbits to eat, to, to, to eat in convenience, to understand, to have a grasp. So until unless we don't understand why the Holy Spirit is, why the Holy Spirit is using the word reconciliation, uh, which is katalaso or apokatalaso, that means completely reconciled. There is no distance, distance between God and us. Okay, there is no enmity between God and us. The reconciliation has brought peace between the believer and God. All right. Then, then the propitiation. Propitiation, ilamos. Propitiation means satisfaction. So Jesus Christ is the satisfaction of God's righteous judgment. Because God is a righteous judge, 
So he is the satisfaction of God's righteous judgment. He is the satisfaction of the work of redemption, of God's holiness. Alright? Then the third word is redemption. Okay, redemption. So redemption we started from uh, Agorajo. We started last, we, we, we touched two words, that is Agorajo and Exagorazo. So what is the Agorazo? Agorazo means, Agorazo is taken from the Greek word oh, uh, Agora. Agora means a marketplace where you, where you go to a marketplace to buy something and you pay a price. Okay, so Agorazo means to pay the price. Then Exagorazo, Exagorazo means uh, to pay the price to make something free. Okay, to pay the price to make something free and then to make the uh, the free product ownership to take the free product ownership of the free the product that was set free or the uh, or the uh, thing that was that uh, like set free so uh, so we see that we are bought from a marketplace god bought us out from a marketplace he paid the price agorazo now coming to exogarazo, exagorazo, which means uh, we are we are bought out. God paid the payment. We are God has bought us out, and then He has taken uh, ownership of our lives. Okay, exagorazo. Okay. Then today we will see the word lutrao. Two words lutrao. First word is lutrao, L-U-T. R A O Lutrao. So all these words, um, like redemption has four redeem the like redemption. To understand redemption, we have chose to, uh, we have taken four words. That is uh, agorazo, uh, exagorazo, lutrao, then apolutrosis. Okay, apolutrosis. All are Greek words. All are uh, like taken from uh, you know the 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 New Testament. Okay. So, uh, okay. So redemption. We'll we will we'll explain redemption by the last two words. We have explained the first two words, uh, agorazo and exagorazo, last week. Uh, we are going to understand the word term redemption uh, by the last two words, lutrao and exagorazo. Ex uh, sorry, apolutrosis. Don't worry, I'll tell you the spelling later on, the, the word apolutrosis. Uh, first of all, let us go to the word lutrao. Lutrao, L-U-T-R-A-O, lutrao. Lutrao means ransom. Lutrao means ransom. Okay. It is taken from the Greek word lutron. L-U-T-R-O-N, lutron. Lutrao is taken from the Greek word lutron. L-U-T-R-O-N. That means ransom price. Lutrao, ransom taken from the Greek word lutron, that means ransom price. So, remember one thing, that all these words, lutrao, agorazo, uh, exagorazo, lutrao, then apolutrosis, uh, all these words were used by the Spirit of God to explain salvation. Do you understand? So, if we don't understand these words, salvation will be a khayali pula for us. We'll just... Plainly say like babies, ah, oh, we are righteous, we are holy. But after it, we, do, we don't know anything. We don't know anything. Okay, we are righteous. Do you understand? We'll be just like the lay, lay Christians. The lay Christians. They only know they are holy. 
they only know they are righteous. They only know as Christ is, so are they in this world. But they don't know how. Why? Because they don't know these words. So they need to know. Amen? They need to know. You need to teach them. You need to. Okay? We need to teach them. You need to teach them. Okay? We are there to, uh, to, to repair the bridge. You know, you know, bridge. A bridge. Uh, something was broken down. Something was destroyed by the Satan. So we are the repairer of the bridge. We repair the bridge. Okay, amen. So that the others can cross nicely. Okay, so they don't they don't face any destruction or they, uh, you know, accidents accidents. All right. So take this uh, take this uh, Bible studies very very seriously. God is working powerfully, wonderfully, and effectively in your life, in our lives. Okay, our needs are met, our bills are paid. Amen. So, uh, okay. So lucro means ransom. And it is taken from the Greek word lutron, that means uh, ransom price. So, that means if a ransom was paid, for whom? God paid a ransom for whom? God paid a ransom for whom? He paid a ransom for us. That means there was a demand on our life. There was a demand on our life. There was a demand made. On our life okay there was a demand so in first Peter uh, let's go to first Peter chapter 1 verse 18 and 19 first Peter chapter 1 first Peter chapter 1 first Peter chapter 1 verse 18 and 19 it says Okay. Sorry. It says, uh, Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things. Knowing that you were not redeemed. See, redeemed, the word redeemed. Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like gold and silver. Silver or gold. From your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers. Verse 19, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without stop, uh, without spot. Okay, so we are the ransom. What was the ransom? The ransom was the inestimable precious blood of Christ. That means Christ himself. The ransom paid to, you know, to, uh, to, to buy us out was himself, the precious blood. We understood blood, right? We understood what does the blood of Christ means, right? The blood of Christ is himself. That's all. It's a figure of expression. The blood of Christ is himself. Christ didn't carry his blood in a bowl to heaven. Okay. The blood of Christ is himself. Amen. Heaven is not a physical realm. Okay. Don't assume heaven as the tabernacle of Moses. The tabernacle of Moses was a physical emblem of what Christ will do. It was a shadow. It was a typology of Christ. Christ's redemption. Okay. So Christ didn't go to heaven with a bowl of blood. Christ is the blood himself. Amen. So, um, so the first, in, in verse 19, in verse 8, let's go, let's say, Let's uh, go through 18 and 19 once again. 
First Peter chapter 1 verse 18 and 19 again. Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. So Christ is the precious blood. So we are bought with a precious blood, an inestimable price. The blood of Christ cannot be, uh, can, can it be uh, like, you know, like judged or can it be like, oh, bright blood of Christ is uh, around $10,000. Can we say that? No. Or $1 million or $1 billion or $1 trillion. No, no, no. It, it is inestimable. So we are bought with the precious blood. That means there was a demand on our behalf. There was a demand. A ransom is only paid when you were abducted by someone. When you are kidnapped by someone, then a demand is placed that I need this much of dollars to lie and then you give me this much of dollars, I'll set this person free. So there was a demand on our life. Okay. So there was a demand on our life. Now, uh, when this demand was made, when this demand was made, it's like God giving the the God God giving a blank check to the kidnapper. It's like God giving a blank check to the kidnapper, and the check was blank. That means whatever you put in the check, I'm going to pay to buy this person out. Whatever you demand, put the amount on the check, I'm going to buy. I'm going to give it and buy this person out from you. I mean, that means the demand, the, the price that was, the ransom that was paid, it, 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 it exceeds the demand. Okay. The demand that was made the, and the price that was paid or the ransom that was paid, it exceeds. Means if, 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 if I was asked for $10,000, then the the person the mediator who paid for me who who gave the ransom for me he paid one trillion dollars for my rescue exceed you know because the precious blood of christ it 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 cannot be it is it is it is beyond estimation okay all right it is precious it cannot be there in the blood of christ we cannot put a value Amen. We cannot put a value. So no matter what was demanded, we don't know what was it. No matter what was demanded, the precious blood of Christ was paid. You got me? There were, no matter what was demanded, the precious blood of Christ was paid. So the ransom is inestimable. The ransom paid to buy us out is inestimable. Okay. So any demand, that means any demand that was made for your life was made in the blood of Christ. Any demand that was made made for your life was met in the blood of Jesus. That is why this is called eternal redemption. Let's go to uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 9 verse 14. Uh, 9 verse 14. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 14. Hebrews 9.14, it says, How much more shall the blood of Christ, who is himself, how much more, Hebrews chapter 9.14, 
chapter 9, verse 14, How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered Himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Verse 14, How much shall the blood of Christ? Let's go. Let's go to verse 12. From 14, we'll go to verse 12. Now, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with His own blood, He entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. That means, what is eternal redemption? That means, redemption means to pay, to buy something or to be, to be that is bought or to purchase. Do you remember? That means eternal purchase. Alright? Eternal purchase. Got it? Eternal redemption means that something that is that is uh, that is bought, okay, or will will be buy will be uh, something that will be like will buy, or something that is purchased. Do you got me? Do you remember last week? The word redemption means to bought. That is something is bought to buy out or to purchase. That means eternal redemption means something that is eternally purchased. Okay. You will never know eternal redemption until you understand what does the word redemption means. The word redemption means agorazo, exagorazo, lutrao, and apolutrosis. And if you do not know what is exagorazo, what is agorazo, what is lutrao, and what is apolutrosis, you will not understand what is it. Actually. Amen. If I don't know if you don't know who I am, if you just know I am my name, Siddharth Gogoi, if you don't know who I am exactly, you will not know who I am. Simply. You will not understand who I am. You will just assume me, I am this, I am that. Right? Amen. So, uh, eternal purchase. So, Christ, by His payment, He bought us we are bought eternally. The ransom that was paid, that means the lutrao that was paid, it was eternal. The ransom, the ransom was paid eternally. Amen. It was not a one-time ransom. It is paid eternally. That is why it is called eternal redemption. A ransom paid for eternity. Got it? A ransom paid for eternity. So who is that ransom? That ransom is Christ himself. Okay. So, uh, it is like, have you heard the word, uh, it is like a, a irrevocable standing payment order. Do you know ISPO? Irrevocable standing payment order used in business and finance. It is just like that. Irrevocable standing payment order. It is uh, this term or this, uh, this rule is used in business and finance. For example, I go to a bank. And then uh, I go to uh, the State Bank of India. And then I, I'm, a, I'm a contractor. Say I'm a contractor. I'm a contractor. I build the buildings, big, big buildings. Then I go to the State Bank of uh, India and I tell them, okay, uh, I, I talk to the manager or the, the, the you know, the, the main manager. I, I tell him that I'm going to build your buildings, new buildings, super new buildings of great height, great stature, great ambience. I'm going to build it. You need not pay me anything as of now. Okay. I'll just build it. But whenever I need, I will come to your bank and I will draw the amount. 
So at that time, the bank will issue a law, issue a kind of law or a schedule. You'll say that when this person comes to demand the amount, one crore, two crore, three crore, ten crore, thousand crore, you just give him. Whenever this person come comes to demand any amount, you just give him without asking. Okay? I'll go to the bank, then I'll one day I'll ask for 10 crores, then I'll ask for another day I'll come, then I'll uh, ask for 100 crores, and I'll on and on and on. So, this order is called irrevocable standing ISPO, irrevocable standing payment order. Do you understand? That means whenever I go and demand, they will give me without uh, asking, without inquiring. Whenever I go. Got it? So the payment that was given on our behalf, it is an irrevocable standing payment order. Means Christ was paid on our behalf as a ransom forever. Okay. Christ was paid for a ransom as a ransom forever. Amen. Clear? That is why it is called, salvation is also called eternal redemption. Salvation is defined as reconciliation. Salvation is uh, defined as propitiation. Salvation is also defined as redemption or eternal redemption. That means, which means God looks in the future of the believer. God looks in the future of the believer. He looks into the past. He, uh, he looks into the present also. And he gives an ISPO. God beforehand, he looks into the believer. He gives, uh, he, he, he looks into the, uh, his present, future and uh, past. And looking at the believer's past, present and future, he gives an, he passes an ISPO, irrevocable standing payment order. Okay, now what is the irrevocable standing payment order? It is Christ himself. Amen. So, every time we'll hear the word Lutrao, Every time we will hear the word Lutrao, we see the shed blood and the death of Jesus Christ at the cross. So whenever you hear the word redemption, always remember one thing, that the cross. His death, his burial and his resurrection. That is the payment. So if he don't die, if he don't die, if he doesn't comes to do the will of God, we cannot have redemption. So whatever Christ did was not a forcible entry. God didn't force his opinion upon Christ, but Christ, he, he owed the will of God. He put on himself the will of God and he has done what God wanted. That is why Hebrews chapter 10 verse 10 says, by that which will, by that which will, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. We understand that will. So, uh, now, all this transaction, transaction means all this, you know, redemption means something that is, redemption is something that is bought, okay. That means a price is involved, a transaction is involved, right. Okay, so all these transactions, all this transaction and negotiation was done in heaven. All this transaction and negotiation was done in heaven. Heaven means, heaven means not something that we look up, okay, we'll look up, okay, heaven, or not something that we look down. 
Heaven simply means God's space. Heaven simply means God's space. Where God works. Where God can be found. Okay, that is heaven. Okay, simply means. So heaven was used in the book of Matthew. We find the word heaven many times. You know, Matthew writing uh, the like kingdom of heaven, kingdom of heaven. Why? Because Matthew's audience was Jews, the Jews. So the Jews, because of uh, reverence towards God, they, they used the word heaven instead of God. Because they honored, they had a, because of their honor towards God, they used the word heaven instead of God. Or to, to explain God's power or God's working, they use, they like to use heaven. Alright, so Matthew used the word heaven and he, uh, he meant that it is actually talking about God's space or God's working. Alright, so, uh, so whatever happened, whatever happened, the transaction between, the transaction that happened, it happened in heaven. Okay, that means it happened in the spiritual realm where God dwells. Okay, so because, so because the most salient, salient issues of redemption, the most salient issues of redemption happen outside, outside the views of humanity. The most salient uses issues of redemption happened outside the views of humanity. Okay. So whatever happened in the redemption, it happened outside the human side. Okay. The most reverential conduct in the temple, the most reverential, reverential conduct, that means the uh, high priest taking the blood, he sprinkles upon himself. Okay, then he goes with the blood to the most holy place. Okay, then he sprinkles the blood on the mercy seat. Okay, he, he puts the blood on the mercy seat. Saying that the one who, say, talking about Christ, okay, speaking about Christ. So that is the most reverential conduct. Okay, so when the high priest went into the most holy place or when he went into the tabernacle, the people of Israel never saw what happened inside. Okay. Inside the tabernacle, whatever was happening, be, uh, whatever was happening, uh, like be, between God and the high priest, okay, was never seen by anybody else except the high priest and God himself. Do you understand? So inside the tabernacle, whenever the high priest went, before the tabernacle, when the lamb was slain or when the animal was killed, the people saw. But when the animal's blood was taken and when the high priest went into the, inside the tabernacle, nobody saw except God and the high priest. Clear? Clear? Okay. So, so inside the temple or inside the tabernacle, same thing, inside the temple, the physical uh, tabernacle, we are the, I'm talking about Moses. Okay. Uh, inside the temple, there was no dancing or clapping going on, okay. Inside the temple, the high priest was not, not dancing or singing. Okay, he was not clapping there. But, the high priest went, will take blood into the holiest of all, that is once a year. He kills the animal in the presence of the people, okay. That is, uh, we have seen in Leviticus chapter 16 and 17. And he takes the blood. He takes the blood, first of all, he puts on himself. Then he goes to the holiest of all. 
Now, nobody sees him. Only, him. only himself and God. Okay. He goes in with the blood and puts it in the mercy seat and goes out and announces to the people that God has forgiven them their sins. So, so this, the most, this is the most solemn work that takes place. The transaction that take, takes place is only between the high priest and, the, and God in the temple. Okay, so Christ spoke of a very uh, like a very vital uh, thing in the book of, in the book of Matthew. A vital he spoke uh, he spoke a very vital uh, message, a small hint, a vital hint in the book of Matthew. Go, let's go to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter uh, Matthew um, four, Matthew four. Um. Oh, not, not Matthew 4, Matthew 5. Matthew 5, verse 17. Matthew 5, 17. Matthew 5, 17. He says, Matthew 5, 17, he says, Do not think that I come, that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. So, Jesus said, Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy but to fulfill. Do you see? So, Christ is the fulfillment of the law of Moses. So, he said, I didn't come to destroy what the, what the law said. Uh, I didn't come to destroy the prophets, whatever the prophets said. But whatever the prophets said or whatever the law was saying, I have come to fulfill. So the things that, the, that means whatever the law was saying or the prophets were saying, they were saying concerning Christ. Again, do you understand? That means whatever was happening inside the tabernacle, it was concerning Christ. Nothing new. It was a typology of what Christ will do. That means, so that is why all, that is why, you know, the transaction that happened between the high priest and, the, and God was also fulfilled by Christ. So the lamb was killed, everybody saw. Jesus was killed, everybody saw. In Jerusalem, right? The, when the lamb was killed before the high priest went into the tabernacle, everybody saw the lamb was killed. When Jesus was crucified, everybody saw. But what happened, the transaction that happened after his death, nobody saw. Except the Holy Spirit, except God, except the Holy Spirit. Do you understand? That is what I that is what I am trying to convey. So whatever happened behind the cross is not kept secret now. It is revealed unto us through his holy prophets, through the Holy Spirit. That is why we can we know Christ so deeply because it has been revealed unto us in the epistles. What Christ spoke. When he, the spirit of truth, shall come, he will guide you into all truth concerning me. He will guide you into all truth. He will tell, uh, he will tell you about the things to come. He will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears from the Father, he will speak. So this is the, that is why this is the ongoing work of salvation. We started from uh, what is salvation, right? The past tense of salvation, the present tense of salvation, and the future tense of salvation. Past tense of salvation, we are saved. 
presentence of salvation this is the presentence of salvation the ongoing work of the spirit of god the fellowship of god the church service the bible study okay the prayer it is the ongoing work of salvation it is the work of the spirit of god it is the work of christ seen in us okay then the future tense of salvation what is the future tense of salvation that we will be will be changed into the into the glorious body what we call rapture that means christ died he rose again and he is coming again this is the good news we he is coming again we are waiting we are waiting i don't know when he will come but he will come amen i don't know when he will come okay but when he will come we'll know so don't don't follow prophets who says christ is coming tomorrow run away from the prophet you need you never know when he'll come that day no one knows except god all right and god will not reveal to a special prophet go and tell okay this is not the time of this is not the time of moses that god will choose somebody special we all are special i'm not so special we all are very special we are we are special people his own chosen people is his holy generation his royal priesthood okay when i didn't knew the gospel when i didn't understand the gospel precisely i fall victim to such heresies you know somebody told me christ is coming and i thought wow he's coming so soon i i thought like that i was fooled it was a deception of satan because i didn't knew the gospel okay from god's word so uh so let's 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 go to the let's go to the temple we are we are in the temple we are not raptured we are in the temple so because the most solemn issues of redemption the because the most solemn issues of the redemption happened outside the views of humanity the most reverential okay sorry the most salient issues of redemption happened outside the views of humanity that means it happened outside the eyesight of man okay the physical eyesight which means the most reverential conduct in the temple inside the temple the reverential conduct between the priest and god i mean whatever happened the transaction that happened between the priest and the god in the temple was not dancing and clapping was the solemn moment when the high priest will take the blood into the holiest of all that is once a year okay so bef- this is the most solemn moment when the high priest took the blood and he puts on the mercy seat same way the most important element of salvation the most important element of redemption happened in heaven like beyond or outside of human view outside of human uh sight okay so christ dies and goes into heaven alive christ dies and goes into heaven alive with his blood with his blood means he is the blood okay when i say with his blood that means he is the blood so christ dies and goes into heaven alive with his blood and blood and sits there where in the mercy seat that was the symbolic so what is the mercy seat the mercy seat is the throne of god what is the mercy seat the mercy seat is mercy seat is the throne of god now that means uh, that means 
स्वर्ग में क्या दोख सिंहासन है बिल्कुल नहीं कोई भी ऐसा सुंदर कहानी सुनाने से उसको सुंदरता से बाय बाय कहना आप लोग सीख लीजिए कि एक सिंहासन सोने का है एक सिंहासन सोने और हीरे जो, ज, ज, क्या हीरे जोहारात के है माइंड माई हिंदियों के आई मे बी बुच्छरिंग हिंदी ओके सो देर इज ओनली वन थ्रोन सो वॉट हैपन वेन क्राइस्ट वेन क्राइस्ट एसेंडेड अन टू हैवन द फादर स्टूड अप द फादर स्टूड अप एंड एंड द फादर लेट क्राइस्ट सीट डाउन वाई बिकॉज ही सेड ऑल अथॉरिटी ऑन हैवन एंड अर्थ हैज बीन गिवेन अन टू मी एम सो द प्लेस ऑफ थ्रोन द प्लेस वेर यू सीट द प्लेस ऑफ द थ्रोन इज द प्लेस ऑफ अथॉरिटी ए थ्रोन इज अ प्लेस फ्रॉम वेर ए किंग एक्सरसाइजेस अथॉरिटी राइट अथॉरिटी दैट इज वाई द बिलीवर हैज दिस अथॉरिटी वॉट क्राइस्ट हैज दैट इज वाई क्राइस्ट सेड यू सेल रेज ऑफ द डेट यू सेल ले हैंड्स ऑन द सिक एंड द सिक्स शेल लुक ओवर यू शेल कस्ट आउट डीमोन्स यू शेल क्लेंस द लेपर्स Do you understand? So where Christ sat on the throne, the believer also sat down. Amen. We sat down also. Why? Because we are the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. So where the body is, there the church is. Simple. Very simple. So now, the throne. We have to understand one more thing of the throne that is written. in the like in the revelation of the mystery that is the epistles what what the holy spirit revealed it it is written that um uh um uh, he uh he dismantled or he he dismantled the principalities and powers he dismantled the principalities and powers and made a public spectacle over them triumphing over them that means the you know the the defeat of the devil the the the, the devil is defeat, defeated in the work of redemption okay so the devil stays under the foot of christ that is the book of book of ephesians says that uh, like uh, he sat down at the right hand of god far above all principality power might and dominion and every name that is named whether in this age or in the age to come so the devil is a defeated foe under christ under the foot of god and the devil is a defeated foe of the church us and the devil is under our foot defeated so no need to defeat the devil just resist the devil and the devil flees from you rebuke the devil and the devil flees from you the devil is highly let me uh, let me use this word safely he is highly tormented because of us we are not tormented because the devil lies defeated under our feet just like a dead cockroach have you seen a dead cockroach did you ever trample a dead cockroach under your feet did you ever trample i always love to do that i always love i like the sound tick the sound that comes out <laughs> i am really satisfied after that because i don't i don't like cockroaches i don't like amen God told me to love my enemies, but he don't. He I I don't think he he told me to love cockroaches. Okay, anyway. So, 
so the so so the transition so the transition is done between god and our high priest jesus the transition that was done in heaven that we do, we have not seen it is done between god and uh, the high priest jesus okay and the eyewitness is the holy spirit amen clear so the blood of christ so the blood of christ all that happened in the holiest of all all that happened in the holiest of all that means what happened in the holiest of all hebrews chapter 9 verse 12 hebrews chapter 9 verse 12 Hebrews chapter 9 verse 12. One thing you have to understand that we grow in the grace of God by the knowledge of God. Okay. Knowledge means the epignosis, the precise knowledge. The knowledge of God means uh, when we find the word knowledge, especially uh, in the epistles, that refers to epignosis. And epignosis means the precise and exact knowledge. So a believer is saved by grace. He is in grace, but a believer needs to grow in grace. And the only way a believer grows in grace is by the exact and precise knowledge of God. Grace means the power of God or the glory of God, the life of God. Amen. So we need to desire the milk of the word always, like, like, you know, like, 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 like little children, metaphorically speaking. We need to have a desire to eat from God, to be in the conversation with God we are in a conversation now right we are in a conversation and this conversation by this God reveals unto us you know that reveals unto us the epignosis of him concerning Christ and him crucified and then this epignosis is the result and it gives the benefit of this epignosis is the grace the growth of grace in our life the growth of grace in our life for example you know you may be going to uh, for example uh, some believers may go, may be going to a church uh, like for 10 years. Okay. In that church, one of the believer may have more grace than the pastor. Do you understand? In that church, which is run by an exit pastor, and that church member, one of the members of the church can have more grace than the pastor. Why? Because that member is more learned in the epignosis of God. That means that believer member is getting more grace upon him more than the pastor because he knows more than the pastor. Do you understand? This is going on. You know, you know, now believers are getting more grace than the pastor. Why? The pastor doesn't know anything. The pastor will, in the month beginning, he'll come out with Holy Communion. And when a new, 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 new person will come, the pastor will teach that uh, person Okay, brother, if you want to be have salvation, you need to get deep in the in in the river, or in whenever we have to we have to dip you down in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and all the gods, all the other gods. Do you understand? So this this is happening, and then you'll say, uh, okay, if you didn't you didn't you didn't pay thaina, you didn't pay thaina. That is why C C C God is God is cursing you. God is cursing you didn't pay thai. Eh? You didn't give offering. That's why God is after your life. Your, your life is, that is why, you know, topsy-turvy. Satan is, God has released Satan upon your life. These are the, these are the gospels. The gospels, the gospel coming from the pit of hell. Amen. This is not the gospel. This is the gospel coming from the pit of hell. Okay. You know, people stay inside the church. Why, no? 
not because of Christ, because they fear. If they go outside of the church, God will kill them. Because they are taught like that. That is called indoctrination. Do you understand? Indoctrination. We are not, you know, God's word is not indoctrination. God's word is inspiration. Amen. We are inspired by God to believe in. God doesn't indoctrinate. He is not in the, he's not in the, you know, this, 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 this indoctrination process. He, if he was like that, he could have indoctrinated Adam. And all this drama, no drama, all, this drama wouldn't exist at all. Do you understand? So, uh, anyway, we were, we were going to Hebrews 9. Hebrews 9. Hebrews 9 verse 12. Jitu, did you, Jitu, do you understand? Do you understand? Bujibai, sir. Okay. Hebrews 9. I hope God has blessed you with wisdom. You will understand. 100% you will understand. There is nothing you, you cannot do because you are the body of Christ. There is, uh, you, you are not, you are not, uh, you are not foolish people. You cannot be foolish people. How can you be foolish people being the body of God? You are the body of Christ. You are the body of Christ. Christ dwelleth in you. Nobody of you, you lack intelligence. Nobody of you cannot. You may feel like you are not intelligent. You may feel like you are stupid, but you are not. That's your feeling. The truth is, you are more than conqueror in all things. Amen? Romans 8, 37. You are super intelligent. You are super wise. Your focus is in the focus. You are not distracted. You are not weak. You cannot be weak. Mentally, physically, you cannot be weak. That's, that's true. That's the truth. Amen? Because you, the life of God, the life of Christ, the blood of Christ, the life of God flows in you. How can you be weak in any area? No. You can do all things to Christ who strengthens you. All things. Not bad things. Good things. Amen. So, so the blood of Christ, the, so the blood of Christ, all that happened in the holiest of all, which means Hebrews 9.12. What happened in the holiest of all? What happened that we didn't see? Hebrews 9.12. Hebrews 9.12. That is, uh, okay. The Hebrews 9.12. Going back to Hebrews 9.12. It says, Not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood, he entered the most holy place, once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. So when he entered, when he entered, when we entered heaven, he sat down, the most holy place, okay? He sat down on the throne. And while he sat down, he obtained by sitting down, eternal redemption. That means we are eternally purchased. Okay. In verse 22, let's jump to verse 22. Verse 22. Mm. Verse 22 says, And according to the law, almost all things are purified with blood. See, law, na? Old covenant. Law. According to the law, all things are purified with blood and without shedding of blood, there is no remission. That means there is no forgiveness of sin. Now, shedding of blood, the word shedding of blood means not shedding means not shedding means not like sprinkling. Okay. The word shedding of blood means to put blood on the mercy seat. 
it means when the high priest enters the most holy place and put bloods in the whole, uh, most uh, like mercy seat that is the shedding of blood okay okay now verse uh, 24 okay 23 and 24 therefore therefore it was necessary that the copies of the things in the heavens should be purified with this but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these verse 24 for christ has not entered the holy place made with hands which are copies of the truth see here christ for christ has not entered the holy places made with hands talking about the earthly tabernacle okay tabernacle made by hands for christ has not entered the holy place made with hands which are copies of the truth okay but into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of god for us 25 not that he should offer himself often as the high priest enters the most holy place every year with blood of another he then would have to had to suffer often since the foundation of the world but now once at the end of the ages he has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself so high priest to kikorisle he went into the tabernacle every year the same sacrifices the same sacrifices which can never take away sins but what did christ do he entered right this is the this is the most interesting part not most all are the most i'm sorry everything is most interesting but let's focus here okay i'm sorry for my grammar so so the blood okay so the blood, the the word shedding of blood means i told you the word shedding of blood means putting blood in the mercy seat or sprinkling it in uh, sprinkling it in the mercy seat okay so uh, now he went into the most holiest christ went into the most holiest he went into the most holiest the question is he went into the holiest where is the sacrifice now the high priest went inside with a sacrifice christ entered into the holiest himself no sacrifice correct so who that means it symbolizes that the high priest went with the blood but christ is the blood so he went himself to the holiest okay number 1 number 2 who is the high priest here when christ entered to the most holiest you know into the he when he entered to the most holiest he is the sacrifice when christ entered the most holiest he is the high priest okay so when christ entered in the most holiest without the cup of blood because he himself is the blood so the blood of jesus is jesus himself he entered into the most holiest holiest with his own sacrifice got it so to be more clear in the old testament the high priest uh, needed to put the high priest was required to put animals blood there because he himself was not fit to enter there so uh, in the old in the old covenant the high priest entered into the most holiest with with a blood first of all blood for himself because he himself was imperfect he need the blood to put uh, put on himself then put on the mercy seat for the uh, children of israel now but jesus didn't carry anybody's blood jesus jesus didn't carry any animal blood or anybody's blood because 
he didn't sin. He entered the most holiest without blood, first of all, because he didn't sin. He is the blood himself. Okay. Then secondly, the sacrifice of the Old Testament were death sacrifices. The sacrifice of the Old Testament were death sacrifice. The lamb was killed and the lamb, lamb was dead and the sacrifice was dead. But Christ is a living sacrifice. He sacrificed himself. He was dead, but he is alive forever. So he's a living sacrifice. Eternal redemption. Because he's a living sacrifice, he is a because he because he's a living sacrifice. Okay, because of the eternal redemption. Oh sorry, because he's a living sacrifice, that is why he becomes eternal redemption. So he goes into the heaven by himself and sits down because he is the blood and the work is done. He goes into heaven by himself and sits down. Okay, because he is the blood and the work is done. How do we understand that? How do you understand this? In uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse, uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 11 and 12. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 11 and 12. Okay. Verse 10, 11 and 12. It says, So, it says, And every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifice which can never take away sins. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 11, And every priest standing ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices which can never take away sin. So, the, the Old Testament priest had a standing ministry. Had a standing ministry. They were standing daily. Because the work was not finished. Every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly, repeatedly, again and again and again, the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. So sins were covered in the Old Testament. Okay, it was not taken away. Verse 12, but this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins, forever sat down at the right hand of God. Because Christ's work was finished. The work of redemption was finished. The work of like, uh, like, uh, like taking away or you know putting away sins away forever was finished. That's why Christ sat down. Alright. Christ sat down. Okay. So so it, that is why it is called a eternal redemption, an eternal purchase, a purchase or payment that has been given forever by his sitting down. All right. So we we started from uh, agorazo, exagorazo. Like we started from reconciliation, propitiation, then redemption. So reconciliation. Reconciliation was initiated by God. So reconciliation, the payment for reconciliation, Christ. The payment for propitiation, Christ. The payment for redemption is Christ. You see? Got it. But what happened exactly? All are not the same. Propitiation is not same. It's same. 
the result is same but you know what happened how it happened is not exactly the same but it has a larger picture of the same things all right so that is why uh, the eternal redemption is is called eternal rutrao lutrao the third word uh, agorazo exagorazo lutrao it is called eternal lutrao the the term eternal redemption means eternal rutrao eternal payment ransom the price was christ so a ransom made forever christ on our behalf has paid a ransom of himself forever okay now it is uh, it is not like he is doing an intercession every time a believer sins ami kuna pauna we hear hear things like this that uh, like christ is at the right hand of the father so whenever we sin and christ speaks to the father lord forgive them because i am sacrificed no it's not like that he paid the payment once and for all he's he's sitting down is the intercession he sat down that is the intercession at the father's right hand that's it his ministry is sitting down that's all because he sat down that is why we are forgiven forever the payment is done the law is fulfilled matthew chapter we were in matthew right i have not come to destroy the law or the prophets but i am i have come to fulfill so christ has fulfilled the law amen for us okay mm. so so the life of jesus at the right hand of the father makes intercession forever the life of jesus at the right hand of the father makes intercession forever so he has come into his presence forever for us he has come into the presence of god forever for us this is why salvation is once and for all this is why salvation is the forgiveness the gift of forgiveness of sins salvation itself is a gift this is why we say that confession of sins is a heresy confession of sins is a heresy why very simple very simple because why uh god has forgiven our sins god has forgiven our sins without confessing them or committing them try to understand very simple confession of sins is a heresy because god has forgiven our sins without confessing them or committing them amen Christ died for my Christ died for us before we are born Christ died for our sins before we are born So when did you confess Do you understand our sins are forgiven not the day we are born again our sins are forgiven before we are born So what happened after that What happened after that we just received the forgiveness of sin we received the forgiveness of sin okay uh so a, bo- a a a person who is born new is eternally forgiven a person who is born new is eternally forgiven sins can never come between god and us 
sins can never come between God and us because there is an eternal redemption between Him and us. Okay. Now, sins can never come between God and us because there is an eternal redemption, eternal ransom paid between God and us. Okay. Okay. So, in the Old Testament, they used to come regularly to confess their sins on animals and they're killed and the blood was put in the holiest of all. But in the new covenant, God confessed all the sins of the world, past, present and future upon the Son of God. In the new covenant, God confessed all the sin, all, all the sins of the world, past, present and future upon the Son of God. Where do we find it? We find it, we find it in John chapter 1 29. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John 1 29 it says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Deko Parmeshwar ka memna jo jagat ka paap uthale gaya. So, Parmeshwar ne apne Parmeshwar ne jagat ka paap ko apne shantan ke upar confess kar diya. Amen. So, iska matlab kya hai ki paap ka sama ek Parmeshwar ka upohar hai. It's a gift of God. Paap ka sama ek Parmeshwar ka upohar hai. So, Write it, uh, write it deep, like let it remain deep in your heart. Ye, ye bachan apka hide me pura puri reh jai ki jo, jo bhakti nya jivan ko paya hai, wo ananta kal ki liye paap ka sama ko paya hai. Or paap ka sama parmeshwar ka, parmeshwar ka ek upohar hai. Wo ham, hamare achhe kama ke dwara ham nahi paya hai. Lekin parmeshwar ka ek upohar hai. Okay. Antim sabd hai. Apolutrosis. The final word for redemption is apolutrosis. A P O L U T R O S I S. Okay, apolutrosis. A P O L U T R O S I S. Antim sub redemption kele, sutkara kele, uskas bohe apolutrosis. Okay. The word apolutrosis means uh, a permanent freedom based on an eternal price. The word apolutrosis means a permanent freedom based on an eternal price. Jo, a permanent freedom based on an eternal price. So, uh, Paul, the, this is Paul's theology, okay. Now, Paul had a peculiar revelation, a new insight. Paul ke paas ek bohat parmeshwar ka, jo parmeshwar ka udhar ka kaam ke vishay mein ek bohat ek vishes prakasan tha, revelation tha. In 2 Peter chapter 3, 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 15, 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 15. Second Peter chapter three verse fifteen and sixteen it says, and consider that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation. Second Peter chapter three verse fifteen and sixteen. Or Parmeshwar ka dhiras jo udhar hai, jaise hamlog, jaise hamare priya bhai Paulus apne diye ke gyanon ke anusar likha hai. Verse sixteen. 
as also in his epistles speaking in them of these things in which are some things hard to understand aur usne apne sthitiyon mein likha hai jinme se bahut kuch bahut kathin hai samajhne ke liye which untaught and unstable people twist to their own destruction jo जो इन चीज़ों को समझा नहीं है और ठीक से सीखा नहीं है वो इसी शब्दों को इन्हीं शब्दों को वो लोग घुमा फिरे घुमा फिरा के कलेशियों को बताता है एस दे डू ऑल्सो रेस्ट ऑफ द स्क्रिप्चर्स ठीक है वन सेकेंड विल गो फ्रॉम सेकेंड पीटर चैप्टर थ्री वर्स Uh, Peter was saying that Paul's revelation was Paul revelation was very deep. Peter was saying that Peter was not saying that I do not understand what Paul is saying, but Peter is saying that many people, many who doesn't diligently study Paul's revelation, they twist his words unto their own destruction. Also, they do the same thing. to the rest of the scriptures as you know baptism is taken to a high a new level holy communion is taken to a new level tithes and offering is taken to a new level you have seen right twisting the scriptures paul line revelation do you understand that is already peter already spoke about that in second second uh, sorry, second peter chapter 3 verse 18 or 19 so paulus ka jo prakashan hai usko peter bahut गहरा है बोल रहा था और ये भी बोल रहा था कि पोलूस का चिट्ठी जो समझता नहीं है और समझने का उस पर अपना सिंसियर एफर्ट्स नहीं डालता है वो उस चिट्ठी को घुमा फिरा के अपने डिस्ट्रक्शन और सुनने वाला का ढंग्स के ओर लेके जाता है एमेन सो द ऑल दिस थिंग्स दैट वी आर सींग अबाउट रिडेमशन एंड सेल्वेशन most of those things most of these things are from the revelation of the pauline revelation or apostle paul ki prakashan ke dwara ye sab cheezon ko hum jaan paaye jo 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 paulus pehle galatia ka galatia ko persecute kar raha tha theek hai wahi paulus theek hai so This is Paul's theology. Paul had a peculiar revelation, a new insight. Okay, that we have seen in Second Peter chapter three, verse like fifteen uh, and sixteen. Now the point is, you cannot know Jesus. अब ईसु मसीह को जान नहीं पाएंगे, खाली क्रॉस पर रहके, खाली फिजिकल क्रॉस पर पर रहके अब ईसु मसीह को कभी जान नहीं पा सकते, कभी जान नहीं पाएंगे, ठीक है? क्योंकि because the things that happened because the things that happened to redeem us okay it happened between god and his son kyunki jo cheeze hame chutkara dene ke liye hua tha wo khali parmeshwar aur unke santan ke beech mein hua tha aur un cheezon ka sakshi un cheezon ka witness 
पवित्र आत्मा है Amen. उन चीजों का विटनेस पवित्र आत्मा है सो यू कैनोट नो जीजस बाई ह्यूमन अकाउंट आप मसीसु को मनुष्य का दृष्टिकोण से जान नहीं पाएंगे कभी जान नहीं पाएंगे यह असंभव है खाली मनुष्य का खाली मनुष्य में बता ये बता रहा हूं मैं ये बोलना चाहता हूं कि खाली एक मनुष्य जो मनुष्य उद्धार नहीं पाया है या खाली गॉस्पिल का अकाउंट से हम यशु मसीह को नहीं जान पाते हैं ठीक है द होली स्प्रिट इज द आई विटनेस बिटवीन दैम द होली स्प्रिट सो एवरीथिंग क्लियरली फ्रॉम जीजस इज डेट ऑन द क्रॉस टू हिस रेजरेक्शन एंड एसेंशन सो वट हैपन इन द क्रॉस इज ह्यूमन अकाउंट वट हैपन आफ्टरवर्ड इज गॉड्स अकाउंट सो एपोलो क्रॉसिस क्या है एपोलो क्रॉसिस इज ए परमानेंट फ्रीडम बेस्ड ऑन एन इटर प्राइस इटरनल प्राइस सो जो जो दाम गया जो दाम गया दिया गया था हमारे लिए वो अनंत काल के लिए है जो दाम हमारे लिए परमेश्वर ने दिया था वो अनंत काल के लिए है ठीक है सो ओके नाउ वट आर द रिजल्ट ऑफ रिडेम्शन विल गो टू वट आर द रिजल्ट ऑफ रिडेम्शन क्विकली वट आर द रिजल्ट ऑफ रिडेम्शन वी हैव सीन रिडेम्शन हम लोग ने छुटकारा को देखा परमेश्वर का छुटकारा को देखा जो परमेश्वर ने अपने मृत्यु के द्वारा हमें उद्धार दिया ठीक है सो वट आर द रिजल्ट ऑफ रिडेम्शन इसी रिडेम्शन का बिकॉज गॉड हैज बॉट अस आउट वट आर द रिजल्ट ठीक है द नंबर वन रिजल्ट ऑफ रिडेम्शन इज द फॉरगिवनेस ऑफ सिंस गिफ्ट ऑफ फॉरगिवनेस ऑफ सिंस परमेश्वर ने हमारे पापों को समा किया या ये एक उपहार है एक गिफ्ट है ओके सो ये गिफ्ट कब दिस गिफ्ट वॉज गिवेन अहेड ऑफ टाइम दिस गिफ्ट वॉज गिवेन अहेड ऑफ टाइम इन सो If we say or if we assume that God has forgiven our sins the uh, the day we confessed Him, then that means God has reacted to our sins. God has not reacted to our sins, but God has proacted. Okay, God has proacted. Okay. So Jesus was paid for us before we are born. पर यीशु मसीह हमारे लिए उद्धार बना हम लोग पैदा होने से पहले कब हम वो देखेंगे ही इज नॉट रिएक्टिंग टू आवर सिंस बट हैव प्रोएक्टिवली प्रोएक्टिवली एक्टेड परमेश्वर ने हमारे पापों के लिए उद्धार का पापों का उद्धार पहले ही तैयार किया था गॉड हैज प्रिपेयर्ड सेल्वेशन एहेड ऑफ टाइम एहेड ऑफ टाइम not in time but ahead of time okay jesus paid for our sins right ahead of time so the forgiveness of sins is not a reaction of god for what you do but it is the proaction of god before we are born before we imagine any sin before we have done any sin god has forgiven our sins okay parmeshwar ne hamare papo ko shama kiya kaise उनके 
God has forgiven our sins by His plan, by His promise. Or we received, we received the promise. We received it. We just by believing, we received it. Okay? We just received it. So this is the first. This is the first point. Uh, first result of redemption. Okay. The second is the second point. The second result of redemption is uh, we have been delivered from the bondage of sin consciousness. We have been delivered from the bondage of sin consciousness. First John chapter 2 verse 12. First John chapter 2 verse 12. First John chapter 2 verse 12. I write to you little children because your sins are forgiven you for his name sake. I write to you little children for your sins are forgiven you for his name sake. So uh, E.W. Kenyon says the greatest E.W. Kenyon says the greatest problem for a Christian is not sin. Okay, the greatest problem for a Christian is not sin, but sin consciousness. Subse bara problem a Christian ke liye paap nahi hai, lekin paapo ka smaran. Sin consciousness. So, a Christian thinks he is not worthy or has done something wrong. A Christian suffers from sin consciousness. Most of, the, most of the Christians all around the world, they suffer from sin consciousness. They think they are not worthy. They are not clean. Okay. There is something wrong in them. Okay. There is something wrong in them. So let us understand that Jesus has also dealt with the sin consciousness problem. Okay. Jesus has also dealt with the sin consciousness problem. We'll see about that. Okay. So, you have to understand one thing, that if sin is going to ever stand between you and God, if sin is ever going to stand between you and God, then you will never have a relationship with God. You can never have a relationship with God if sin ever stands between you and God. Okay, But we have been reconciled. We have peace with God. That cannot, be, that cannot happen. Now, sin does... So you have to understand one more thing also that sin doesn't only deal with your actions. It deals with your thoughts. So sin also deals with your thoughts sometimes. So we have been delivered from the consciousness of sins by this salvation. We have been also delivered we have been delivered from the consciousness of sins by this so great salvation. Okay. Um, God knows the frailty of human, uh, human humans. God knows the frailty of humans, so He handled sin consciousness through the death of His Son. God, because He knows the frailty, the weakness of humans, the weakness, weaknesses of humans, so He dealt the sin consciousness through the death of His Son. How? Let's uh, see. Uh, let's go to Hebrews chapter ten. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 1, 2, 3. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 1 to 3. 
इब्राहिनर दस अध्याय एक दु तीन इब्राहिनर दस अध्याय एक दु तीन यार लिखा फर द ल हेभिंग ए शेडो अफ गुड थिंग टू कम द ल The law had the law; it gave out a shadow of good things to come, not the very image of the things. Uh, image of the things can never, with these same sacrifices which they offer continually year by year, make those who approach perfect. That means, the the law had a reminder of sin consciousness. The law reminded the people of Israel. They 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 need they need to offer for sin every year. There was a reminder of a sin sacrifice, of the sacrifice of sin, the the blood. Okay, verse two. For then would they, and then it, then it is also saying that these sacrifices that was uh, done year by year did not make anyone perfect. The law was unable. The sacrifices, the demands of the law, or the sacrifices that were done, did not make anyone perfect. Means did not make anybody sinless. For then would they not have sins to be offered? Because if their sins have been removed, they would have sins to be offered. Means it's saying that in verse two, for then would they have not sins to be offered? For the worshippers once purified would have. Had no more consciousness of sins, meaning if the sacrifices that were done year by year would have purified them, they would have no consciousness of sins. Verse three. But in those sacrifices, there is a reminder of sins every year. Verse four. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sins. Do you understand? So the people of Israel. Faced sin consciousness because there was a reminder the sin was not removed. Their sins they were not purified. They are not purified. Okay, but in verse eleven, let's go to verse eleven. Let's understand verse eleven. Ten, uh, thirteen. Okay, verse eleven. The the same book, uh, the same chapter, verse eleven. It says. And every priest stand uh, stands. Ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. Okay, that is why the sin consciousness was there unto those people. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins, forever sat down at the right hand of God. Thirteen, from that time waiting till his enemies made his footstool. For by one offering he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. So the perfection. The perfection that comes through in this salvation, it removes the consciousness of sins. Because God has removed the sins, the past, present, and future sins. That is why sins are removed. The consciousness also removed. Amen. So that is why we are holy and blameless. We are holy and blameless, no matter how we feel. Or how we see ourselves, we are holy and blameless, and there cannot be any sin consciousness therein. Okay, so do not be, do not be sin conscious. Do not be sin conscious. Look unto Jesus, 
be Jesus conscious. Do not be sin conscious. Sin consciousness itself, the sin consciousness doesn't come from God. First of all, you have to understand, sin consciousness doesn't come from God. It comes from the devil. Because the devil accuses you, not God. The devil accuses you, okay? So, uh, okay. So, so you, uh, so you are perfected. You are perfected forever by the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So this perfection removed the sin consciousness because God knew already that the, the devil will attack with sin consciousness. Okay, but this sin consciousness is already removed because if your sins are forgiven you, there cannot remain any consciousness of sins. If your sins are not forgiven, it can remain. So you are perfected forever in the sight of God. Okay. You were perfected forever in the sight of God. Okay. By God. So the moment you, the moment sin consciousness comes to your mind, you have to remind yourself that that sin is not recorded in heaven. No sin of yours is recorded in heaven. No sin of ours is recorded in heaven. Every sin has been blotted out. So if it is not recorded, it doesn't affect our relationship with God. Our relationship with God is not affected by our sins because our sins are forgiven us. Amen. So number three. Number one, we have seen that our sins are forgiven. Number two, we have seen that uh, the consciousness of sin Sin consciousness has been removed from us. Number three is justification. Alright. We are justified. We cannot be punished. Oh, we cannot be punished by the law or our sins cannot punish us. Okay. We cannot be punished by anyone or the law or our sins cannot punish us. Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. Verse 13. Galatians chapter 3, Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. Galatia tin tin Galatia tinio dihai terobod. Galatians 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 chapter 3 verse 13. It says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. Curse for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a Three. So Christ has redeemed us. Christ has redeemed us. He has bought us from the curse of the law. So Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. So the law accused us. The law bought a penalty. The law bought penalty. Okay, it was it is that. Okay. So Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. So how did how did Christ give the payment, he became a curse for us. Christ became a curse for us so that we might be redeemed. So the payment was Christ to the lost curse. Okay. So cursed, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Romans 8, Romans 8, 1 to Romans 8, Romans chapter 8. 
Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verse 1, 2, verse 1 and 2. There is, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So there is no condemnation, okay. So sin consciousness is the devil accusing. It's a condemnation brought by the devil. So it's a poor, it's a lie. Whatever sin consciousness you have faced before coming to the service or you may be, uh, there may be some things coming in your mind. Those things are the accusation of the devil bots, devil, devil brings. It's a lie. Why? Because the devil is a liar. It's a lie. So you need to resist the devil saying, no, it's a lie. I am holy and blameless. I am perfected. You, you need to speak, speak out. You need to resist it. Okay. So it says, that is why the redemption that is in Christ, it brings no condemnation. God doesn't condemn you. God doesn't condemn you. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Verse 2, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ. So we, we, we are under the law of the spirit of life. life. We are not under the law of Moses. We are under the law of the spirit of life in Christ, we said, which, which has made me free from the law of sin and death. So we are made, we are set free from the law of sin and death. So nothing can punish us now. We are eternally saved. We are eternally forgiven. We are eternally saved. Okay. And uh, number four is justification. Number four. Fourth point is justification. Romans, uh, Romans 5, 1, Romans 5, 1, Romans 5, 1, Romans 5, 1, it says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 5, 1, we have been justified by faith. We have been justified by faith. We are righteous. We are holy. Not because we have done something holy, but because of the work of Christ. Because of the finished work of Christ. Because of redemption. Because of reconciliation. Because of propitiation. Because of redemption. Amen. We are justified. We are justified and we have peace with God. We are justified by faith and we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 5.17 Romans 5.17 it says, for if by one man's offense, agar ek manushya ka adharam ke dwara, that ruin through the one, usi ke dwara mrityu jagad me prabhuta kiya, much more those who receive abundance of grace, or usse bhi zata, jin logon ne anugraha ka bahutai rukke anugraha ko paya, and of the gift of righteousness, dharmikta ko upohar ko paya, will ruin in life through the one Jesus Christ. Wo jivan me, Amen. So, for if by one man's offense reign through the one, much more those who and oh sorry, for if by one man's offense that reign through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace. We have received abundance of grace. We have received abundance of grace. Say, 
we have received the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness. We have the gift of righteousness. Our righteousness is not earned. We have the gift of righteousness. We'll reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Amen. So righteousness, dharmikta, righteousness is a gift. Now, this righteousness is not human righteousness. This righteousness is the righteousness of God. This is the righteousness of God that we have. Amen. Jo dharmikta hum log mein paaya hai, wo parmeshwar ka dharmikta hai. Wo hamara dharmikta nahi hai. Aur parmeshwar ka dharmikta kabhi bhi adharmi nahi ho sakta hai. Yishu Masih ko, Yishu Masih ke upar parmeshwar ne hamare paapo ko dal de diya. Uske baad, Yishu Masih ke dharmikta ko hume pehna diya. Amen. So it is the, it is, yehi cheese cross ke us side mein hua. So, righteousness is not just forgiveness. Notice thing. Righteousness is not just forgiveness, but establishing a person as not guilty. Write it down. Righteousness is not just forgiveness, but establishing a, pers establishing a person as not guilty. Okay. So, righteousness, do you understand? So, righteousness is a gift, means not guilty. When we are righteous, no guilty. We are not guilty before God. So if we are not guilty before God, that means there is no sin consciousness. Amen. I stand in the front of a judge and the judge, judge, you know, he, he, uh, he says to me, you are, you are discharged. You are discharged and you are not acquitted. Then I, in my heart, I will feel, oh, yeah, I'm not guilty. I'm not guilty. Right. So likewise, Righteousness is like God saying to you, you are discharged and not acquitted. Do you know the word acquitted? Do you know? Acquitted means to free someone from a criminal charge by a verdict of not guilty. Acquitted means to free someone from a criminal charge by a verdict of not guilty. That means God finds no guilt in us. Amen. From the, from the, from the time, before the time, God never found any guilt concerning us. Before the time began. Because salvation is not a reaction to Adam's sin. Salvation is a pro-action before sin came. Amen. Because God's, in God's foreknowledge, God already knew time. It's not a reaction. Oh no, Adam's sin. Now I have to do something. I have to, uh, go go to the earth as a man and I have to die. No, that was not there. It was prepared beforehand. L last time we have seen that all things happen together for good to those who love God. Right? In Romans 8. Right? It says for him. Right? Romans 8. Let's go to Romans. Let's go uh, to Romans 8. Romans 8 verse 28 and 29. It says and we know, Romans 8 verse 28, And we know that all things work together to, for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. For whom He foreknew, He also predestined, to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom He predestined, these He also called, election. Whom He called, these He also justified. And whom He justified, these He also glorified. So everything happened beforehand. For new. 
is the foreknowledge is the character of God. The sovereignty of God. If you want to know the power of God, if you want to know the character of God, how he works, how he operates, then you need to focus on Romans chapter 8, 28 and 29. Finish. That's all. He has foreknowledge. He's omniscient. He's omnipotent. So God's power is regulated. God's power is not irregular. It's not out of control. Satan's power is out of control. That's why earthquakes, floods, disasters, disease, catastrophes, eh? accidents. Satan is the author of confusion. God is not the author of confusion. Amen. So, do you understand? So, we are discharged and not acquitted. Amen. Righteousness means we are not only pardoned, but we are discharged and not acquitted. We are not found guilty. Amen. We are not found guilty. In the sight of God, how, how, um, however you may feel or how much you may feel guilty sometimes or not worthy, it is not the work of God. In the sight of God, in His eyes, you are well pleased already. You have pleased God, listen carefully now. That means you have pleased God, you have pleased God before you are born. Amen. Think about it. We have pleased God before we, have, we are born. How? By believing in the Son of God. By believing in the Son of God. Okay. So, we have pleased God before time. Okay. So, uh, okay. Now, number four. Uh, number four or number five? I think five. Number five. Now, number the five. The, the the result. The fifth. The fifth result of redemption is that we have adoption as sons. We have the adoption of sons. We have the adoption of sons. Okay. Galatians chapter four, verse four and five. Galatians chapter four, verse four and five. We are coming to an end. Okay. We are coming to an end. Just hold on. Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 and 5. Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 and 5. Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 and 5. It says, uh, But when the fullness of uh, the time had come, God sent for his son, born of a woman, born under the law. Talking about the Lord Jesus, okay? To redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. Adoption as sons means his children, okay? Sons means daughters also. It's a, it's a, it is a way of expression. To redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoption as sons. Verse 6, And because you are sons, God has sent for the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Amen. So the fifth, uh, the fifth result of uh, redemption is adoption of sons. Okay. Um, okay, the, now the word adoption of sons means we are kept in the position of an heir. We are kept in the position of an heir. We are already a matured son. We are already matured sons, okay? So, uh, who is an heir? An heir is somebody who can inherit all that the father has. We are higher and we, we, have, we have received or we have inherited all that the Father has. Amen. 
we have received all that the Father has. Uh, so because of redemption, redemption means uh, Egorazo, Exagorazo, um, Lutrao, and Apolutrosis. Because of redemption, we have received inherit eternal inheritance. Eternal inheritance. Okay. Uh, he reads chapter 9, verse 15. He reads chapter 9, verse 15. Hebrews chapter 9, 15. Hebrews uh, chapter 9, verse 15. It says, um, And for this reason, and for this reason, he is the mediator of the new covenant. Hebrews chapter 9, 15. And for this reason, he is the mediator of the new covenant by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant that those who are called may receive the promise of eternal inheritance. Once more, Hebrews chapter uh, 9 verse 15, And for this reason he is the mediator of the new covenant, he is the mediator of the new covenant, by means of death, for the redemption of transgression under the first covenant, that those who are called may receive the promise of eternal inheritance. So we are called, we are justified, and we are glorified. Amen. Say with me. I am called. I am justified. And I am glorified by God. Amen. So. And this glorification is a gift. Right. We received it. Right. Did we work for it? No. We, we have no good in us. By which we can go closer to God. No good. We have, not, we have no good. While we are still sinners. While we, are while we are the enemies of God, Christ died for the ungodly. Christ died for the ungodly, not for the righteous. Amen. So finally, number six, we are redeemed to the glory of God. Amen. Clear? We started from the garden, remember? We started from the garden. We started from, and what happened in the garden? Romans 3 told us, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That means, all have sinned and means sky. All have sinned. That is, they have fallen short of the glory of God. So, in the garden, God spoke to Adam. God spoke to Adam. Adam, if you fall short of the glory of God, you will surely die. The devil comes and uh, devil comes to his wife and tells him, you are not going to die, but you will leave. You see, so from the beginning, from the beginning, God's plan was to give His glory unto us. To give His glory. So what is the glory of God? The glory of God is the life of God. The power of God. The place of God. He wanted to give His eternal inheritance to us. His life and all things related to it. Amen. The things of God are spiritual and eternal in nature. Amen. So the things of God are not, uh, you know, not you know, measured with gold and silver. Gold and silver has no, uh, like, no compare with the eternal things. The precious blood of Christ, that means inestimable blood of Christ. You, you can, you can give, unto, can you give, can a person give all the gold mines to God and have salvation? No. Do you understand? So we are redeemed by the precious blood of Christ inestimable blood of Christ. Amen. 
sin consciousness has been removed sin okay, sins has been removed sin consciousness has been removed in place of that peace and rest okay and god's honor has been given unto us you know god honor us because we have the price tag of christ in our life god honors us we are valuable we are extremely 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 valuable in spite of our works amen let us pray pray with me pray with me this prayer before we close okay say with me uh, put your put your put your put one hand put put your hand uh, one of your hands on your heart and put your hand, raise your hand one of your hands and say with me i am close your eyes close close your eyes okay uh, and say i am eternally forgiven once and for all i am eternally forgiven once and for all mo ananto kalor karne mo ananto kalor karne papor homa palo amen i am set free i am set free from the burden of sin i am set free from the burden of sin i am set free from sin consciousness moi papor bujar pra mukto holo moi papor consciousness pra mukto holo once and for all i am eternally forgiven in christ